Hey, Adam. I'm not very good at communicating. Well, I just sent you a text. Why didn't you answer me, man? Come on. Because I'm not very good at communicating. I'm Adam Manis. And I'm Peter Martin. And you're listening to the You'll Hear It podcast. Daily jazz advice communicated to you freely <laughs> across the internet. It's coming at you with communication. And we're talking about that today for a reason. But first, you know, we... when you have a lack of communication skills and interrupt. Sorry, go ahead. Well, I was just saying. Well, what I meant was communication is all about listening. You know who's good? You know at... what I'm saying? No. Okay. You know who's good at communicating, though? What? The incredible writers and editors over at the Oxford American. Oh, Yes, you're correct about which that, is, my friend. Which is great and coincidental because this episode of the You'll Hear It podcast is brought to you by the Oxford American. Go to oxfordamerican.org slash YHI for some very special deals on a yearly subscription. This is one of uh, the coolest literary magazines that I've ever read, and I'm so happy that they're our charter sponsor. Check it out. I just read this article. Uh, it's one of their music um, issues and it's it's all about James Brown and Georgia. Yes, you know because it, it relates everything to I read that one Southern culture. It's great. Yeah, it is great, and uh, the writing is top notch. The poetry is top notch, man. It's just yep. like it's a, it's a wonderful literary uh, Southern magazine. I know they got some great slogans over there. They don't need my third rate slogans, but I'm gonna, I'm going to be like, get your culture on. Come on, y'all. Come on, <laughs> you'll hear it, uh, listeners. We know your culture. Yeah. Get your culture on Southern culture. Again, OxfordAmerican.org/slash/yhi for some great deals. Check it out. So. To Today, yep. we're talking about communication because we have a speak pipe. Actually, we have a week of speak We have more than pipes. a week. I know. We're not going to do a full week now. Depending on if we're using the Roman or Greek calendar. I don't know which one you use. We have a week of Greek speak now. What? Hey. <laughs> uh, but we're not going to do the full week because we do have special guests Oh, this we do. Week. This, yes, that's coming in what? Just two days. On Wednesday. Days. Yeah, on Wednesday. I don't even think we can. And yes, we can announce. Yeah, it's our, we can announce. It's, do we have them on contract? We do. It's Kelly Martin and yes. Heather Manis. The, the the wonderful spouses. Yeah. We were going to call. Can we talk about what we were going to call this? Because we're not going to call it that, right? Yeah, we were going to call it The Real, <laughs> the real Housewives of You Hear, hear it. it. That got shot down by our legal department. By everybody by who wives. mentioned it. Yeah. It's a horrible Even Andrew. name. No, Andrew didn't shoot that down. Andrew liked that idea, but... Be, I mean, the only the only thing that would make that cool is if Andy Cohen himself came <laughs> and did the, the episode with us. St. Louis's own Clayton, Missouri. That's Andy right. Cohen. Yeah, yeah. Um, but okay. also, our our lovely spouses are like nowhere near that no, kind of no, show. Exactly. Yeah. Or or housewives for yeah. that matter. But that's going to be really fun. So look out for that on Wednesday and possibly even Thursday. We, we're going to see if we can get them to come back two days in a row. We'll see. We'll a see. little bit break. Uh, so today we have a speak pipe from Mark Mellis. Mark is a longtime friend of the podcast. Yes. Uh, open studio member. I met Mark actually in Reno. Um, mm. uh, and he's a great guy. And he had a question about communication. All right. Hi, guys. Mark from Arizona here. Early on in my jazz career, I went to a jam session and played through a tune. And towards the end, the bass player looked over at me and started saying, Duke, Duke. And I had no idea what he was talking about at the time. I thought he was like talking about March Madness or college basketball. Obviously, it was the Ellington ending, but I had no idea about that at the time. But it got me thinking about communication on the bandstand. I thought you guys would have a lot of good things to share about that. I know it's super important. So, yeah, maybe you can just share not just endings, but ways to communicate with other band members, especially between the rhythm section players. All right. Seven stars, guys. I'm out. 
<laughs> awesome. He's out. Um, yeah, that's great. Thank you so much, Mark. Um, and fond memories of a few years ago. I don't know if you, this might even be pre-Adam Manis. Mark actually stopped by here, oh, Open yeah. Studio headquarters, and nice. we had a little time together when he was in town a few years ago. Very cool. Um, so, yes, I mean, communication is so important. Actually, the only reason we started doing this podcast so that we could become better communicators with each other. Remember, we used to sit at desks next to each other and never talk to each other. Yeah, that's right. And now we're forced into this every day. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> um, but, yeah, I mean, I think, uh, you know, there's there's communication and then there's kind of given direction. And I, I think what, what, you know, like yelling out Duke, you know, for the ending or, or things that you want, if you're the leader officially or if you're just the leader of the moment or whatever. And look, we're all time trying to at times direct things in the music to make it better. Well, all the piano players are. Sure. <laughs> exactly. So that means us all the time. But yeah, actually, that's that's an important point. I think uh, it's an important skill for everyone to have, but especially pianists, whether you're leading a trio, whether it's a co-op trio or whether you're playing with a singer or a saxophone or, or big band or whatever, a lot of times just by the nature of the instrument and then what that does to the kind of personality, how it develops as pianists, um, it, uh, I'm going to take the headphones off. You want off the I'm headphones? So, yeah. I'm not saying you have to. We're Is it weird if I keep them on? No, no, I like it. Okay. I like I, it. I'm going to. Um, the, that as pianists, we are, it's probably, we're, I don't know about required, but it would behoove us to up our communication skills even more importantly than other instruments. Yeah, I think so because we have, you know, we have uh, we're like we're not the quarterback per se, but yeah. but we are kind of yeah. we we have our hand in everything that's going on on the bandstand. So it is important. I will say that that one thing that I learned early on that I think is a crucial communication skill in the bandstand is to keep your head on a swivel um, especially at when things are coming around mm. so if if the form is coming back i mean i'm i'm looking up pretty much going to every new section now do you mean physically looking up or just kind of mentally or keeping your ears open or Keep combination it, it depends on the situation yep. it depends on whom who i'm playing with if it's people i really don't know i'm really making eye contact right i'm really trying to even going into like the second a a b section yep. like i really want to make sure that we're all doing things together, you yep. know, if it's with my trio, with the guys I play with all the time, yep. I mean, we can just like raise an eyebrow and totally change directions because right, right. we play together all the time. And probably, know? and actually I've seen this with you guys, even when you think you're raising an eyebrow, raising, you're not even doing no, that. No, it's because so subtle. It's so, yeah. And you could do it even by just things you play. Things you, you know, play, I know, exactly. I know when Montez sets something up, what's going to happen. Next. And that's kind of next level and, and high, like what the goal is, because that's, I think, a combination of, Great musicianship, great communication, but also an openness. Like communication is so much about being open to listen. Totally. Really. You know, we always think of communication as being, you know, yelling out, Duke, Duke, ending or whatever. Uh, Pass me the rock. Come on. You know, mm -hmm. but it's as much listening so that you know what to communicate back. It's that two way thing. And I think that you see that manifested in a great trio like yours in, in it building up that it gets to the point where it's totally nonverbal yeah. and it's musical. And then there's it's, it, there's almost the element of you all trust each other to know what needs to happen next on an yeah. intuitive level so you don't even have to communicate. And that's just, that's just relationships. You know what? Maybe well, it's, it's talent plus relationships. But maybe this analogy of a quarterback is it's closer to a point guard. You, know, you mentioned basketball yeah. because there's yep. more of an equal relationship between the players right. than a quarterback right. has all the control and holds right. the ball or whatever. The point guard is kind of setting up the plays. Yes. You know, distributor. Yeah, the distributor. He takes the ball into the offensive court. Yeah. And um, I think part of it, like the, uh, us as pianists, we always get the thing of like, oh, you guys think you're so smart. 
smart. You read both clefs. You, why do you have to be in charge and whatever? And I don't see this as a necessarily being in charge thing. Like like you say, the point guard a lot of times is not scoring the most. Doesn't even have his ball. He has his ball balls in his hands a lot, but it's during the most high pressure times, and then you're distributing it out. Look at now. But I think like the pianist because we. I mean, in a lot of ways, you would think of the rhythm section, bass and drums, as really being kind of the quarterback in a way because they're playing all the time. They yep. can control it. But because of the fact that we can sort of stop playing and, and even to yell. I mean, could you imagine playing bass and having to yell stuff out you no. know, or drums? I mean, you can do it, and yeah, sometimes yeah. they do it, but that's harder. We just have that flexibility to kind of jump in and out of the rhythm section. We can be one-handed. We can be no-handed. That's right. <laughs> yeah, that's true. It's true. Um, but it's, su- it's such an interesting thing. Now, in terms of um, – actual nonverbal but overt uh, communication what I was thinking of is the great Ahmad Jamal yeah. and his hand signals are you yeah. familiar with those I, I've heard about them I've never seen them live I've seen them live a few times and I don't totally know the code yeah but he has a very uh, well uh, you know laid out communication there that's something that's not done a lot I can't even think of. I'm sure other people do it um, I know, like, working with Diane Reeves for a long time, she has a few kind of hand signals, but they're pretty standard. I know it's stuff that she saw, like, Sarah Vaughn and Ella Fitzgerald do, too. I think there's kind of a lineage of that. Yeah. Betty Carter, I remember working with her. She did a lot of, like, conducting. Yeah. But not all the time, but at, like, key points. But she wouldn't do it where the audience could see it. She'd do it, like, on the piano side. or the. But she had this intuitive way of doing it kind of behind her back, kind of an up and down or sideways and just stuff that was very clear. She never had to explain it. It was never, like, a code. Yeah. It just made sense. And so you had to be kind of watching for that. Um, and she would turn around, too, at different times to communicate to really – that would signal kind of like, a, all right, we're not necessarily going to do a duet, but we're going to really be interacting just the two of us as the others are playing. She would turn to the drums a yep. lot, even to the bass, to the piano, whatever. So that's that's a nice physical manifestation I, of it. I love that when people you're accompanying, like you know, vocalists or even horn players, a saxophone player will kind of lean into you, and you know that, okay, we – I, I can really cue in on what you're doing. You want me to give you things, you know. Right. So, so that's a great feeling. Oh, uh, I want to give the things. I just want to say, we, we we remember we have our ultimate tip. So stay tuned at the very end of the episode, and that just right. reminded me of uh, a good one we're going to have for the ultimate tip in terms of that. But but continue on. My okay, we'll do. Um, as far as communication between the rhythm section, again, just to reiterate, always keep your head up, especially when you're changing. Or, or recycling the form. Like yes. if it's at the end of any form, whether that's the first time through or the, the ending, which you should always have your head up and or your ears open so that you can uh, you can communicate what's going to happen at the beginning or the end. Yeah. But even, you know, for me, even just going between uh, a form, I want to let them know in some way that uh, if, it's, if it's, especially if it's people I, I don't play with often, I want to let them know either I'm continuing on or I'm ending my solo. You know what I mean? Yeah. That kind of yeah. thing. Um, so transition points. Transition points are super. Like, there's nothing worse when you play with a bass player or drummer, and they don't have their eyes on you during transition, right. or they don't have their ears open during transition points, and, you and they yell just something. <laughs> they just kind of barrel on through, and you're like, oh, okay, I guess we're not transitioning the way that the bass player and right. I thought we were. You know what I mean? Well, like, it's interesting. I never thought about it like this, but think about you in a, in a restaurant, and it doesn't even have to be a great restaurant, but it's a great restaurant when any time you're like at a transition point, like you've finished your food, maybe you haven't put your napkin on your plate, but Mm -hmm. you maybe want some water, you know, like the different transitions that can happen in a meal, and you look up and someone's kind of there ready to look, you don't have to yell out to them, hey, hey, come over here and help me. Yeah, that's right. That would be sort of the equivalent to have that intuitive sense, you know, which great restaurants have with their staff. Exactly. And it's not just like- They've had their entree for 20 minutes, they're probably done eating, yeah, Yeah, that kind of thing, totally. And I think that, yeah, so the transition points, I think, let's talk about those, that would be between choruses for sure 
uh, between solos, yeah. obviously the beginning and the ending. Um, when you're come, but not the ending as in it's finished. You don't really need to communicate anymore. It's you're done. To the next yeah, thing. yeah, yeah. Yeah, don't wait to like look up then. But but like the point where you were getting yelled, Duke, Duke. You know, once you're coming up to, and and that's like an interesting thing. It's kind of like the point guard again. It's like they don't call the play right as they're starting them. That's right. They they do the signal right as it's about to transition. That's so right. That's that transition point. But you don't want to do it too early before that. That's true. You don't want to be in the middle of your solo and be like, Duke, Duke, what? He's, you know? Yeah. Um, it's kind of like you got to do it a couple seconds before, but not too early, but not too late. Well, and there's also some other things you can do that aren't even like eye contact communication, but communicating with the music. Like if I go into my solo, like off the bat, just like, like super rhythmic, yeah. super intense or whatever, I'm expecting that the bass player and the drummer are going to somewhat help me out and yeah. understand that we're going in hard on this one. Yep. You know, if I start off like, you know, I want them maybe to, I'm communicating something. Yeah. I don't yeah. even know what that is, but I'm, I'm trying to communicate, like, let's figure out what this vibe is. You know yeah, what I mean? And space. Like you're communicating, let's play with some space, like, or, or I'm giving you some space yeah. to fill in. You shouldn't be like, and then be like, okay, play now, play now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't, I don't want to. I don't actually want to tell them what to play, no. or or kind of dictate. Yeah, you do. I, I want yeah, you well do. a little bit, <laughs> but I want it to be open. But I, I'm trying to communicate a vibe and see what they're going to add right. to that. And then I, I'll also, and I've seen you do this too uh, when you play with anybody. Is there's body language for yes. sure that can happen. Like, I will if I want things. Small, I'll kind of get small. Right, I kind of right. hunch down a little bit. Yeah, I start small, so that's not a problem for me. Uh, yeah, <laughs> no, but you know what I mean. Like you kind of yeah. like get down a little bit. Yeah, yeah. If it's I conducting, it, it's it, conducting. It's a little conducting. You yeah. have to have the body language. So think about that. And I think you know what's good with the body language too. Some of that can be reaction stuff, just to, and maybe this could be the last kind of area of communication we talked about. Or talk about, and this is just kind of making it feel good and and trying to get to a point. Maybe sooner than, yeah, okay, if you're playing with your trio for years and you know each other and you've hung out, you don't have to do this because you've got that feeling. But maybe with some new players, like or in a jam session yeah. or the first few gigs of a tour um, or somebody's new and like how do you make it, like how do you give acknowledgement and kind of pats on the back to keep the le- keep everybody interested and, and encouraged and like, yeah, attaboys sort of, you know. Oh, that's easy for me. I just give a big, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Across the stage. Yeah, well, no, that's and that's kind of the ultimate level. But if you do that for, if, if you're like, someone's like, but do you did And you're like, yeah, it's a little <laughs> bit patronizing too, right? No, but I think like once you really nail kind of like an interaction, and I'll do this with drummers a lot, you know, you know, like some kind of resolution then. You don't want to be like, yeah. Because you got to keep playing, but sometimes it'll just be like, you you know, it's like you give them a little wink or a little like head nod or something. And, I like and, what you did there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's not like, it's not like not, someone could be like, why are you acknowledging it? That's part of their job. They're supposed to be listening, but it's just kind of you're bringing bringing together personally. You may hate those, that person on off the bandstand, no problem. But on the bandstand, like you're you synced up, so you're acknowledging that yep. you're like, I heard you. I saw, you know, so that kind of a thing. Yeah. That can help the next. That's not necessarily, you're not signaling something to happen because it's already happened. No, you're communicating what you like, though, and you're that's kind right. of giving positive reinforcement. It's positive important. reinforcement. So for the next chorus, the next tune, that's going to make a better gig. And you talk about leaders and music. Um, Miles Davis, probably the master of this. Have we mentioned him on the podcast? I think we have a yeah, couple yeah. times. Yeah. <laughs> but I mean, like, and I saw him live a few times at the end there, but he was such a master. I mean, people always think of like the negative things, but he was a great communicator. Yeah, he was. It's fun to like focus in on like when he turned his back to the audience and stuff. But that was a lot of times was he was turning towards a player. Yeah. You know, and you look at those videos of 
him playing with with uh, Kenny Garrett in that band, like when they would get right up on each other and communicate things, and when he was vibing Herbie Hancock, mm-hmm. or when he would cut somebody off, like he was the master of communication without words. You know, it's so true. It's so true. Yeah. Well, thank you, Mark, for the question. It's a great yeah, question. Uh, we have our ultimate tip coming up, but oh, first, just want to ultimate. remind everybody to go to the Oxford American. OxfordAmerican.org slash YHI for our special. You'll hear it. Discount. Yes. And we are, thank you for the speak pipes. Keep them coming. Yep. We used to call them voice memos. We went full in with our corporate, because um, that's the company. We're a startup, man. We talk, we we talk in corporate names. There. I don't know. They might be owned by Google for all. They might not need our encouragement. But <laughs> Judging pipe. by their interface, I'm going to say no. <laughs> Ooh, shade on the speak pipe. Not shade. It's just not very googly. <laughs> Um, but yeah, please leave us a voice um, message. You're, you're free to uh, send in. Are we still doing um, viewer songs, Andrew? Should we send those in to? Yeah, if you have a, something you'd like to be featured on the outro um, and it's good and you think it's appropriate for the outro, please send those to Andrew at openstudionetwork.com. Coming up soon here, we have our ultimate tip on communication of the bandstand. But we'd also like to just remind you about Wednesdays. We've got 48 hours to our big wives, spouses episode. <laughs> where they're going to be sitting in for us as special guest hosts. Adam, you look a little sheepish. You're worried about their performance? I think they're going to kill it. We'll see. Well, you know what? We Actually, now we've put it out there. If they don't kill it, what are we going to do? <laughs> I don't know. Because You know what? We'll just do a regular episode on Wednesday, and you'll know that they didn't do that good. The only thing I'm worried about is my wife isn't really into music or me, so I'm not really well, sure. Well, we'll just have to guide the, the subject to something else. Um, but that'll be fun. That's coming up on Wednesday. Please leave us a rating and review before Wednesday. And after Wednesday, if you enjoy it, but um, you can do that wherever you are listening to this podcast. Seven stars is required, yeah. but just do the max that you can. Give us a thumbs up, like, and subscribe on YouTube. Our YouTube's blowing up, bruh. Is it? Do you know bruh? I mean, that's what we call each other in New Orleans. I try not to hang out on the YouTubes. Yeah, man. It is blowing up. We got some interesting comments with some of our regulars and some new folks. We got some member, I mean member, listener created I saw transcripts. This. I saw this. That Amazing. That we just put there. Great stuff from yeah. the episodes last week. So check in on there. And now for our ultimate tip for communication on the bandstand. You ready for this? You want to do it or you want me to do it? You got it. Okay. So this is kind of like if you want to rig the system before it even starts we talked about the stuff that you do as you're playing after the chorus during the transitions all that good stuff this is how you're going to make sure everybody wants to communicate but right before you start the gig i mean i'm talking about right before you're on the bandstand about to count the tune off the mm-hmm. leader is mm-hmm. you're going to turn to everyone and say hey right after the gig tonight drinks are on me for the whole band just listen to me okay they will you will be communicating you will be a communicating they will, you won't have to worry about them listening to you let's put it that way and then after the gig's over just split as fast as possible well you know it <laughs> depends i guess you'll hear it mm-hmm.